0: Let's uh, let's go ahead and turn to Genesis, chapter 11. Let's just pray one more time. Ask the Lord to come and instruct us tonight. Holy Spirit, I'm asking you to come. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, that we would know your heart. We would sense the heart of Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit. I pray that the rhythms of your heart would be the rhythms of this house, even tonight. You would give us heaven's perspective. Lord, I pray you grant us intercessions. Release revelations to us tonight. God, I'm asking, minister and move in our midst. By your Spirit, instruct our hearts in truth. Lord, I... I say, do all you desire. Do all you desire to do. We love you. We love you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. Oh, we love you, Jesus. Fill us with the knowledge of God, I pray. Go ahead, in Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Genesis 11, I want to set up this, this message. Uh, in Genesis 11, we have the story of the Tower of Babel, and I think most have a wrong thought on what the, this whole story in Genesis 11 is even illustrating, so I want to read through it and make some comments, and uh, we'll launch into th- this topic on uh, overcoming human trafficking. Genesis 11, verse 1, it says, Now the whole earth had one language and one speech. One language and one speech. Can you imagine? Everybody on the planet. One language and one speech. You didn't have any interpreters. You didn't need them. Everybody spoke the same language. There was dramatic unity because there were not differences in uh, dialects. There was dramatic unity. Anybody could say any sentence and 100% of the people could understand it. That, that dynamic in place is so unique. So unique in humankind. And so Genesis uh, 1 to 10, up to 11, we have that dynamic in place. There's u- unified uh, communication. Unified communication. So verse 3 says, Then they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They had brick for stone, and they had asphalt from order, and they said, "Come, let us build ourselves a city, and a tower whose top is in the heavens, and let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth." And Nimrod, we found out in, in Genesis 10, Nimrod is the one that he is the the founder of Babylon, Nimrod, and so there's this city, Babel, which is is going to be Babylon and it's founded by this man Nimrod and so these are the people that are saying let's do this thing let's 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 build a city and let's build a tower let's build it to heaven and and we will uh find ourselves the idea is that they want to find themselves as great in the earth they're trying to they're trying to make a, a greatness for themselves in the earth and and the concept is while that off the top of our head doesn't seem exceedingly wicked because we are so uh, accustomed to uh, our version of wickedness in the earth, that they were uh, operating in a humanistic, godless mentality. They were trying to uh, find themselves exalted. That's what they're doing. And so they're moving in a humanistic, uh, demonically inspired mentality of success. They're trying to, to find themselves as king over the planet. That's what they're doing. And so, the Lord, in verse 5, But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said, Indeed, the people are one. And they all have one language. And this is what they begin to do. Because when they're united, here's the idea, When they're united, their goal is to exalt themselves as God. That's, that's the, the core issue that's going on in them. God's saying their, their language is one, and the, they want to exalt themselves as God in the earth. This is what they begin to do. He's speaking of the inherent sin that's in the heart of man for man to find himself going to, and, and they're actually going to the highest measure of wickedness. They're saying God is below us, will be God. That's what they're doing. And he goes, when they're united, wickedness is what they produce. This is what they begin to do. That's what he's talking about. So, then he says this phrase, now nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. So the Lord says, come, let us go down. And they confuse their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of all the earth, and they ceased building the city. So God comes and confuses their language. Now, let me ask you something. They're making a mud tower. Do you think that God, the creator of the universe, is intimidated by a, I don't know how many feet it is, you know, a hundred story mud tower? Is he intimidated by that? Not in the least. They're making a mortar and mud of brick tower. Several hundred feet tall. God is not at all intimidated by their their ability to build a building. In fact, He's not intimidated in their activities at all. What He does is a stroke of mercy. He moves in mercy, and the reason why is... They are united in speech, and he says that phrase, nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. He's talking about the inherent wickedness in men's heart, and when men are united, when there's nothing to cause them to be divided, they will go after the highest forms of wickedness there is. And that's what the story of the Tower of Babel is about. It's not that God was concerned that they were building a mud hut. I mean, from God's vantage point, it's a hut. It's a couple hundred feet mud hut. It's less than a sandcastle. What he does is he moves in mercy, and he he uh, confuses their language. And the reason why is because he does not want them to come to this this fullness of wickedness that men that's in that lies in the heart of men. And when there's unity men will find themselves manifesting wickedness at a, at a degree that we don't even conceive of. That's how sinful sin is in the heart of men. So God disperses the language and the people groups disperse all over the earth and it's a stroke of mercy. It's a stroke of mercy. He's do- what He's doing is He's loving them and delaying the judgment that they're about to sign up for. It's very interesting how kind the Lord is. And so, most teach, well, they were going to do anything. They were going to build it to heaven. Not at all. They were going to build a couple hundred story tower. That wasn't the issue. The issue was they were going to uh, be unified in their uh, communication and find themselves manifesting sin in a measure that it's a, it was going to be the full measure of sin in manifestation. And in that. God said, I don't want that to happen. I want to delay that. I do not want them to sign up for judgment at that level. And so he, he confuses the languages. Now, one of the things that I'm looking at is the power of our communications in the earth today. I was uh, thinking on this 15 years ago. I had a friend who was, uh, he was a, an, a guru tech, techie guy. And he was telling me about this new thing called the internet 15 years ago. And I said, yeah, what, what is it like? And I'd, I had heard, known of something called uh, bulletin boards. Anybody ever did a bulletin board way back in the day? You could, you could get your modem, 9,600 baud, and that thing would, you know, it would dial up. Anybody ever see that in the 80s the, game, uh, the, 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 uh, the movie War Games? Yeah, that was that's how it was all that's that's what we were we were we were high tech. And uh, you dial the phone would dial and it would make some you know noises and you had, you were going 9600 baud on a bulletin board. And the graphics were all like plus and minuses and parentheses. And that's what it was like if they they made a square you're like that is sweet. Look at that. It's a square. My buddy was telling me about the internet and he said, yeah, there's all sorts of information out there that you can get. And he said, I said, there's all sorts of Christian websites. I go, Christian websites? Cool. I said, give me one. And, and I, you know, so he gave me a list of Christian websites and they were numbers. They didn't have titles. They just had numbers. So it was like two five seven three two one two three seven point four dot com. And you had to put that in and you'd get some deal and it was all just. I mean, it was just, you know, I don't even know. Who knows what the guy was advertising? And, and it would be some Christian thing. And uh, I remember being so unimpressed because as soon as I put that thing in, I mean, I literally had to wait five minutes to get one page of text. And it was like, this will never make it. Now, that's what was in my mind. This will never make it. This is dumb. No one's got the time for this to make it. And uh, little did I know, that 15 years ago, I mean, that was, you know, that was 92. And now, we can't live without that thing. We can't live without the internet. And it has absolutely revolutionized our communications in the earth. I can remember about five years after that thinking, you know what, people are going to start uh, advertising their internet website more than their phone number. Like that was such a new thought to me. I was like, oh my gosh, I bet they'll advertise their website before they advertise their phone number. And now, you don't even care what the phone number is. You just want the website. And the reason why is because you can get the phone number if you ever need it, but you don't really need it. You just get on the website. And what's happening right now is there is a unifying of, of uh, communication through the vehicle of the, of the internet that we cannot comprehend. You, it, it takes away time, distance, separation of geography, and it even takes away the language barrier. I can Google anything. If it's in a foreign language, Google will translate it for me in an instant. One click, and I can have it. If it's Dutch, I can have it in English. If it's German, I can have it in English instantly. If it's Japanese, I can have it in English instantly. And they'll do that all across the earth. As it, re- As it is right now, we are completely back to this ability to have one language in real time and it's even stronger than the Tower of Babel. And the reason why is because there is, no, uh, there is no distance. The geography issue is taken out of the way. I can talk to somebody across the earth about whatever I want right now through the vehicle of the Internet. Now, I'm not one of these people that goes, oh, the Internet, you know, it's, it's the 666. It's the mark of the beast. It's, you know, it's all evil. I mean, I, obviously, God uses technology and he's using it for good. There's plenty of good things on the internet. But I am realizing that the vehicle of the internet has united our communications once again. It's brought us to the place of united communications globally. And we're finding ourselves in a a generation that's living a Genesis 11 verse 1 reality. The people of the world are We're of one language, and we are. We're experiencing that through technology. And so where this thing leads is that the wickedness of men's hearts, whatever they propose to do, it's being done right now. And uh, I'm looking at this issue of human trafficking, and it is absolutely flooring me. I don't know if you've looked at it, but I have just a little bit. I'm by no means an expert on it. Um, about six or seven months ago, I started seeing the thing, and started it started really bothering me. And within the last few weeks, the Lord has been highlighting it real strongly in our in our prayer meetings. And uh, we've been experiencing some real intense times in the place of prayer over this issue. In fact, I would say pretty much whenever we're praying for it right now, the 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 whole Flavor of the prayer meeting goes into this real intense tone, and there's lots of weeping and crying and and strong intercession whenever we whenever we hit the topic, and um, so I've I've kind of toyed around with the thing, just just looking at the uh, the data, but it's only been the last few weeks that I've really gotten my mind around it. I I uh, there's a report out that I would encourage anybody to read. It's a it's a scholarly report that they had uh, financial endowments uh, put together and they had some, some researchers and several different members of organizations that, that uh, deal with this issue in Atlanta. It's, the report is called Hidden in Plain View. Hidden in Plain View. If you put that, if you Google that, you'll get the report. It's a 60 plus page document about the sex trafficking industry in Atlanta, Georgia. And if you can read it straight through, you're better than me it is absolutely crushing. And it, it identifies the stories of, of several young girls and their their plight as they've gone uh, and been, been trafficked into the, the sex slavery industry. And so, whether you comprehend this or not, we live in a generation where there is a massive appetite for... Uh, for sexual perversion greater than there is for fast food. We are living in a generation in the earth, it's the first generation ever, that the, the guy that's 15 years old, you know, by the time he was six and able to comprehend a computer, he's grown up with pornography on demand. We're living in the first generation in the earth that's had pornography on demand at their fingertips. We have not fully seen the fruit of what that produces, but I'll tell you a little a sliver of it. We are, right now, living in a generation, and you can't find this in the scripture, and you can't find this in a big way uh, in history, but we're living in a generation where there's a massive appetite in a global way for, uh, uh, for, uh, for men to have sex with our children. With our children, beloved. I mean, the 10-year-old. That's not the one-off bad story. There are, in the earth today, they they say it's between 20 and 30 million people that are in human slavery. Human slavery in the earth, 20 to 30 million people, 70% of those are held as sex slaves. 70% So if you do the numbers On the low end, it's 14 million If you do it on the high end We're over 20 million people in the earth That are held captive as sex slaves Against their will This is the way they live You can go on the internet And you can start uh, You just google human trafficking And you will read story after story Horror story of the little girl that was sold at four years old by her mother for $500 and lived her, has lived her entire life. She's 16 now. And having as many as 30 to 50 uh, partners a day. This is the state of the world that we live in. And here's the challenge for me, that we live primarily with our head in the sand to this because it's unsavory who wants to talk about children being enslaved as uh, a slave to sex with men adult men who wants to talk about that that is such an unseemly thought yet it's not just a small little problem it it is possessing our society it's possessing us as a people and we don't have any comprehension of it. Internet pornography on the... Uh, 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 the internet pornography is fueling this. But if I wanted to, I, and I know this from reading articles about it, I could go online right now and I could line up a sexual encounter with a five-year-old that's a sex slave in Atlanta. That's not, that's not maybe. That's for real. There's advertisements online that have that as they they advertise children that are available to have sex with anybody that'll that'll come that'll pay the money. I was looking in the scriptures, I was looking at this issue of Babylon. And the harlot Babylon she's she's talked about in Revelation seventeen. She's a city and she's a system. She's a system that runs a city, but it also governs the globe at the end of the age. And the Bible says the harlot Babylon, that she's carrying a cup, and that cup is filled with abominations. It's talking about sin at the highest level in the earth. And where this thing is going, beloved, is that the sin of mankind is going to crescendo at the highest level of the earth. Hello? And that's before Antichrist arises. Daniel 8 tells us that there will be a a fullness of transgressions. It says, in the latter period, when transgressions have run their course, the NKJV says, when transgressors have reached their fullness, A king will arise, an insolent and skilled in intrigue. One who's insolent and skilled. He's talking about Antichrist. The transgressions come to the highest measure allowable before God has to break in with global judgment and wrath, and then Antichrist comes. And I believe that we are staring right into the eyes of this Babylonian harlot system governing... So many facets of our society, but not just in one city, in a global measure. The interesting thing about the Babylonian harlot system, it says that she trades in all sorts of different wares, but the last two things that it mentions is that she trades in slaves and human lives. Slaves in human lives. We have more slaves on the planet today than ever before in the history of humankind. Slavery has not been abolished. It's simply on the black market. Yet there are entire governments that run the whole economic system of their cities based on the sex slave industry. Especially in uh, Thailand... And in and, and other uh, Asian countries, but this thing is possessed Europe. There's no sector of the globe that's, uh, ex- that's uh, not, not a part of this. Turkey is one of the leaders. I went online and I watched a, there's a uh, frontline special. They have a little trailer teaser. of a a special about human trafficking. And they have this this little five-minute excerpt of this frontline show. And they have this woman, and she's from Ukraine. She speaks Russian. And she goes to these young girls in the Ukraine, and she says, Listen, I've got a job opportunity for two young women, and it's in Turkey. And here's the thing. If you'll come with me, you're going to make ten times the amount of money you make. You're going to live such a much better life. Now you're going to need to come with me. I'll get you through customs, and when we get there, I'm going to connect you with the men that are going to hook you up with this job opportunity, and you're going to make more money than you've ever dreamed of. Do you want a part of it? And the girls go, "Yeah." So this this woman, they follow this woman online. The, the video they they show her. They follow this woman, and she sneaks them through customs, and the girls help her because they believe they're going to get a, a job and a better thing. And she gets them into Turkey. And she quits speaking Russian. She speaks Turkey. She speaks, you know, whatever their language is, Turkish. With those girls, and they, they don't know what's going on. She takes the girls to this market, and they've got this on the video. She exchanges money with these two men. There's a police officer standing right next to them. And the girls said later, they ended up rescuing the girls. The girls said later, they thought they were being sold, but they didn't know. And the woman turns to the girls and goes, um, these are very nice men. These are the ones you're going to be working for. I've got it all worked out for you. So just go with them now. They're going to take care of you. Everything's going to be fine. They walk off and they go with these men and they, you know, end up just abusing these women and setting them up with multiple uh, partners. They get sold right there in plain daylight right in front of police. The Babylonian harlot, she traffics in slaves, human lives. I want to just read a few statistics, because this has specific interest for us in Atlanta. As I said before, there's between 27 and 30 million slaves in the earth today. 70% of these are sex slaves. That means that there are, uh, it's 18 to 21 million sex slaves in the earth today. If you read some of the stories, they are so brutal. I, I read one about a young girl who, uh, she, uh, her friend called her and said, hey, I'm going to stop by just uh, want to see you for a few minutes. And she goes, just come out of the car and meet me. So her friend drives up in some car and she's with some men that she doesn't know. Uh, Her her friend doesn't know these men. And they talk for a minute and they're going to say goodbye. And so the girl that came out of the house hugs her friend and her friend grabs her and throws her in the car. They get in the car and the men in the car have a gun and they're holding the gun to the girl 's friend, the girl that was that came out of the car they 're holding the gun to her head, and they make her tie up her friend whom they just had, had just pulled out of the out of the house off the drive off the driveway they make that girl tape her up and gag her and, and bind her hands up and they 're holding the gun to her, and she was told if she doesn 't get them another girl that they 're going to kill her, so they take this girl to some some house, you know, 30 minutes from where she lives and they begin to gang rape her and what they've done in the meanwhile, once they get her, is they put an ad on the internet and the men start lining up. Instantly start lining up. And she ends up having to have sex with 15 to 30 men a day. Her mom didn't even know she was gone until the morning. Several children in the house didn't realize what had happened. They kept her in a dog cage. She'd sleep in a dog cage. And when she said, no, I don't want any food, they would cram dog biscuits down her throat. This is real, beloved. Stories just go on and on and on. That girl was rescued out of it, there was a police bus and, and one of the girls that was staying with them, her friend ended up running away when the police came to the house she had been so tormented, so beaten, gang raped so many times, when the police came and they were calling her name she couldn't even, she couldn't even call back because she had been threatened with murder so many different times she had been told that they would go to her house and kill her family if she tried to escape and they said, we're going to take battery acid and throw it on your 18, year, 18 month old little sister So you better not try to escape. Well, the police found her in the dog cage. And she got free. Well, they're trying to make a new life for her because for 40 days, she was raped 15 to 30 times a day. 90% of U.S. runaways end up as prostitutes. A third are lured into prostitution within 48 hours. Some are even sold into sex slavery by their parents. Within four years, the majority of sex slaves find themselves either dead or diseased. In 2003, 18 to 20,000 victims were trafficked into the United States annually. In 2003. By 2007, according to the FBI, the State Department estimates estimates say that there are at least 50,000, and by some estimates, they say there's 100,000 now, just four years later, being trafficked into the United States. They're getting stolen from other countries and brought here and held as slaves. Mexico City is one of the the largest uh, places that supplies the United States with sex slaves. Some estimates have us, they say that we have as many as 100,000 sex slaves in the United States at any given time. In Mexico City, it'll go like this many times. The young girls will be told they're going to get a job in the United States. We have a job opportunity for you. And they're told that what they have to do is they have to have a, uh, a transfer debt. And they're going to need to pay for that with sex. So they will have to, they'll say it's a $40,000 debt that you have to pay. And in the meanwhile, these these young girls, they think they're going to go and maybe be a model or go be an actress or something. Their parents are all for it because they they think they're going to go get a a, a job. And what they have in the back of their mind are movies that we have winked at like Pretty Woman. In 1990, Julia Roberts comes out and she's glorified as as a prostitute and she actually gets her man. And that is all over Europe and and, and South and Central America. And they believe that's the mentality in America. Like, you might have to give your body away, but you're going to get your man. And so many know that they've even got to do prostitution, but it's unto having a better life. And meanwhile, what they'll do is they'll get them hooked on methamphetamines. They'll enslave them once they get to the United States. They get sold. They never get, you know, any opportunity. They just have to begin to, to have sex with multiple partners every single day. And they'll get them addicted to drugs. So if they ever run away, guess what? They have to come right back because they can't get their fix. Kathy Steinberg is the executive director of the Juvenile Justice Fund in Atlanta. She makes it absolutely clear where Atlanta stands. She says that she's surprised, but people are stunned. That in the Bible Belt, sexual trafficking and sex, slave, sex slavery is alive and well. And she says, it shocks people when she tells them that Atlanta is number one in the nation. Sanford Jones, the chief juvenile judge of Fulton County, he says, men fly in. They're met by pimps in the airport. They have sex with a 14-year-old for lunch and they get to go home in time for dinner with the family. This has absolutely permeated our society. In the church, we've winked at sexual perversion. We've had ministers fall into adultery and put them back in the pulpit a week later. The church is the gatekeeper, the moral and spiritual gatekeeper of our cities. And when the church embraces sexual immorality and sexual perversion, it opens it up as wide as it can get For every other sector of society. Just last week, a federal prosecutor from Pensacola was arrested in Detroit, Michigan. He had been talking to a federal agent on the internet for about a week and a half, and the federal agent was posing as a mother who had a five-year-old daughter who was going to sell this man her five-year-old daughter and he, he explained to her that there would be no injury to his daughter because he'd done it plenty of times. He's a federal pop prosecutor. He flies to Detroit. He gets off the airplane. He's got a door of the Explorer, hoop earrings, and a bottle of Vaseline. And they arrested him. What one generation allows, the next generation embraces. Where is this going, beloved? Where is it going? Where is it going for us? What about the 20 million little girls that are in cages tonight? Tonight. What about the thousands that are in our city? That are 14, 15 they're addicted to methamphetamines that are told if they run away, they're going to get killed or they're going to get their families are going to get killed. What about them? I'm, I'm shocked at my own propensity to just say, praise the Lord, brother. It's all good. Hallelujah. Meanwhile, we'll not even consider what God has to look at every single day. This is reality. Psalm 102. Just look at this together. I just, I'm determined that we're not going to be a, a community that's going to live like an ostrich with our head in the sand. I'm just determined. We just won't. My goal isn't to condemn. My goal is to make us aware and sound an alarm. These things would grip us and brand us because, let me tell you something, I'm not okay with this. I'm not okay with this. It's not okay with me. It's not okay with me that there's such a proliferation of sexual perversion in our society that it's heightened to the place where we have sex with our children. It's not okay with me. The biggest story in Atlanta is Michael Vick and dogs. Who's talking about the little girls that are enslaved? We've turned our back on our daughters. We've rejected and not covered them. And we've filled our streets with prostitution. Joel 3 talks about at the end of the age, they'll sell a little boy for a harlot, they'll sell a girl for a drink of wine. Psalm 102, verse 17. Jesus has an opinion. He has an opinion about these matters. It says, He shall regard the prayer of the destitute and shall not despise their prayer. This is written for a generation to come that a people yet to be created may praise the Lord. He's talking about a deliverance that an intercessory generation forges in the Spirit. For he looked down from the height of the sanctuary. And from heaven the Lord viewed the earth. To hear the groaning of the prisoner. And to release those appointed to death. I don't understand how Jesus does it. He lives to make intercession for us. The right hand of the Father. And he hears the cry of the prisoner every little girl has a name and he knows every name he knows the ones that have been sold by their dads for 500 bucks for a thousand dollars they've been sold multiple times and he hears them at night they're by themselves, and they say God if you're real would you just let me die? He hears every prayer. He knows every one of them. He's attentive to the prayer of the prisoner. Every little girl across the globe right now who goes to bed at night wishing she were dead. God, if you're real, please help me. Jesus hears every one of them. He looks down from perfection and glory to to look at the creation that He loves with burning zeal, and when He looks down from the height of His sanctuary, He looks on an earth that has enslaved its daughters and caused them to become prostitutes, and He hears every groan from every prisoner. If we're a community that's gonna pray night and day we have to find the heart of the Lord on these issues we cannot turn our face away when it's ugly and act like it doesn't exist we must find intimacy with Jesus over these matters and walk with him for an hour in the garden as the cries of the prisoners little girls who are abused the 10 year olds who are forced to have sex 50 times a day I was reading one report and it was an agency that helps get people out of sex slave trade and the women were talking about how many men their quotas were daily and some of them had to do uh, they'd have sexual encounters every 10 minutes Every ten minutes. A hundred a day. We're number one in the nation, Lord. We're number one. Atlantis, number one. I was asking the Lord to judge us. Because when the judgments of the Lord are in the earth, the people learn righteousness. Anything to stop it. Anything to stop it. Anything. Whatever it takes. I don't care. Whatever it takes. Do you understand? We don't need just some little sweet move of the Spirit. We need the fear of the Lord to come down on every crevice of our society, of our justice system, of our police forces, of our legislative, judicial branches, of our churches. We need it to come down on our businessmen so that their greatest goal isn't to try to make another dollar the engine of greed has caused us to enslave our daughters hip hop culture has glorified it we've given tags to pimps that are publicly acceptable, we call them players. We demean women to becoming hosts. And the church has winked at it. It's not right. It's not okay with me. We can't stand by and act like it's not happening. Abraham Lincoln said this, In regard to the Civil War, he said, Fondly do we hope, fervently do we pray, talking about slavery, that this mighty scourge of war may speedily pass away. Yet if God wills that it continue until all the wealth piled by the bondsman's 250 years of unrequited toil shall be sunk, and until every drop of blood drawn with the lash shall be paid by another drawn with the sword, As was said 3,000 years ago, so still it must be said, the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. He said, if the war has to continue till it drains every dollar that's been earned through slavery, and if every drop of blood that's been drawn from the back of a slave has to be paid for in the war, he goes, let it be. And I say, Jesus, whatever you have to do, Every thirty seconds a little girl is abducted every thirty seconds in the earth. While I've been speaking, a hundred and twenty girls have been abducted so that they can become sex slaves. It's not okay. I'm convinced that the only way justice is coming is that we make requests to the highest court in the earth, the highest throne in the earth, and we, with one voice, ask God to turn it around. It's got to turn around. It must turn around. I just want to invite you to stand. This worship team just come.
1: Come, Holy Spirit.
0: I pray there's I pray that you cannot leave here and act like I didn't say this to you. I pray that you get messed up over this issue. Come, Spirit of God, come. Help us to pray, God. But we don't know how to pray for this. Oh, that our heads were waters, that our tears would run. For the slain of the daughter, the children, for the slain of the daughters of our people. Lord, I'm asking right now, you're the one that looks down from your sanctuary, you're the one that hears the cry of the prisoner, you're the one that hears the cry of every little girl in that cage tonight. As they're in the cages tonight, they're saying, God, help. You're the one that hears it in our city. The ones that have been brainwashed. The ones that have been abused. The ones that have psychoses. God, the ones that are addicted to drugs. They've been so
1: abused. And you hear their cries in the moment of sanity that they're asking you, Abba. They're asking for help, God. It's not okay, God. It's not okay. Help, God! Twenty million in slavery tonight, it's not okay! Every 30 seconds, it's not okay!
2: Rise up, O oh, judge of the earth! <speaking in Spanish> Forgive us! Forgive us for prostituting
1: our daughters! Forgive us for turning our head away! You're the one who's acquainted with the cries of the prisoner! Ah! Help us pray! Help us pray! Holy Spirit, I'm asking, Help help us pray! Help us pray! Help us pray! Give us travail. Give us tears. Give us groans. Give us words that can't be uttered in articulate speech. We want to resonate with the heart of Jesus over this matter. Something should move in the atmosphere tonight, God. Let something move in the atmosphere tonight. I'm asking for a breakthrough. I'm asking for the law enforcement agencies to have divine direction. I'm asking you, God, to break in with divine intelligence. Shut down the brothels. Shut down the sex slave trade in this city. We don't want it in Atlanta, God. Send a judgment on this, Abba
2: reperriando reperriando pa pa rire a ma 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 mia la la ni prophetic
1: revelation Release it on the police officers. Release it on the investigators. God, I pray every man and woman that's involved in law enforcement that's connected with this, God, any of them that are involved in it, God, I pray expose them in the name of the Lord Jesus.
2: In the spirit together, beloved.
1: Jesus we want to partner with your heart we want to partner with the way you feel about this we want to partner with what you think about this it's not okay it's not okay God
2: shut it down shut it down shut it, down. Shut, it down. Shut down
1: shut down sex slave trade in Atlanta shut it down shut it down shut it down shut it down, shut it down. Shut it down, God. Free the babies. God, free the children. Set them free, God. Set them free, God. Heal the ones that are addicted to drugs. Heal the ones that are suffering with psychosis. God, heal the ones who've been so abused and broken. Release the spirit of Elijah. Release the spirit of Elijah. Release the spirit of Elijah Help God Help God
0: Okay, here's what we're gonna do We've opened the door to this scourge in our city By embracing perversion By embracing sexual immorality By embracing pornography By winking at adultery and fornication when the church has embraced that which God hates as it relates to sin and sexual immorality, we have flung the door open to this level of debauchery. We have to repent, beloved. We have to repent and ask for the blood of Jesus. We must repent and ask for the blood of Jesus. Go anywhere you want to respond. The inward tolerance of Jezebel. We may not have done it with our bodies, but we've done it in our minds. We've done it with our eyes. We've done it with our ears. We've listened and watched and paid money for entertainment that glorifies sexual perversion. We've gotten on the
1: internet we, our eyes have feasted on things we shouldn't have seen. We fantasized in our minds, men and women alike. We've opened the door to sexual perversion. We must repent. Internet pornography. We've given ourselves to internet pornography. It's so convenient, and it seems so hidden. Yet it's opened a door in the spirit because you call yourself by the name of Christ. Where we've tolerated
0: it internally, we've said yes to it. Mentally, physically. We must repent. We've given ourselves to harlotries. Abba. As I stand and kneel as a man. And I say to you, Abba to us belongs shame of face to you belongs righteousness with you there is forgiveness therefore you are feared i say i kneel as a man before you asking you to forgive me for internet pornography asking you to forgive me on behalf of the men in the church for our fathers for our leaders, pastors and youth pastors, associates, ministry directors. We've feasted with our eyes on someone's daughter. We've craved and lusted for perverse sexuality. God, I'm asking,
1: would you forgive us? Forgive us in this city. Forgive us in this city, God! God! Forgive us in this city, God. We've given ourselves to debauchery. We've sold ourselves for nothing. Forgive us. we sold our daughters into harlotries. We've ignored our own children. We've turned our daughters into harlots. By not giving them proper love and affection, Abba, 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 have mercy, have mercy, God.
0: Can we just just stop the music for a minute? Please forgive us, God. Forgive us God, for tolerating Jezebel. We've looked at our daughters as objects. Forgive us. Swung the door wide open to virgin, God, please, have mercy. We repent. We repent.
1: We repent. We repent before you, God. We repent. We repent. Turn it around, God. Turn it around. Turn it
0: around. Shut the door. In the name of Jesus, God, from this house, as much as our portion,
1: we shut the door on sexual perversion shut the door on sexual immorality we shut the door on an inward tolerance of Jezebel we shut the door God we shut the door God we covenant with our eyes to not gaze on any impure thing God
0: To give our money To that which glorifies Sexual perversion And homosexuality Prostitution
1: and adultery It's not okay To watch those things that you despise It's It's not okay 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 It's not okay. <laughs> Our daughters are being raped.
0: It's not okay. Do what you have to do. Do what you have to do, God. <laughs>
1: Do what you have to do, God.
0: Judge us that we might learn righteousness in this city. Judge us that we might
1: learn righteousness, God. That not one more little girl has to go and sleep in a doll cage, God. To wake up in the morning to serve 30 men, God. It's not okay. It's not okay. Shut it down. Shut it down.
0: Just keep praying for a minute. God, we repent. We turn. We turn. We turn. We turn from sexual reality, God.
2: Have mercy. Forgive us.
0: Cleanse us. Cleanse us. Cleanse us. Listen, I know you're here tonight and I know some of you are you are dabbling in the very things we're repenting of. You need to ask the Lord right now for cleansing. I'm not embarrassing you. I, this is serious. I'm not doing an altar call for this. I'm just saying you've got to get cleansed. You need to ask the Lord to work in your heart and to cleanse you. You need to expose your sin. You need to confide in some others. Confess that thing and forsake it. That's repentance. Whoever confesses and forsakes, he will receive Mercy.
2: cleanse us shut the door
0: shut the door on this thing in the city God shut the door
1: sexual perversion shut the door on trafficking in human lives God
0: Claremont Avenue, God. I pray you would arrest that area with the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord. Every pocket, every area for prostitution and sex trafficking, the sex industry, God, pornography shops, strip
1: clubs, God. Send a shockwave of the fear of the Lord through our city, God. Send the fear of the Lord. By your mercy, send the fear of the Lord. Send the fear of the Lord.
0: I repent for every pastor. It's in adultery right now in our city. Every pastor is
1: in homosexuality, God, I repent. I repent for the ones that are abusing, little children, God that are pastors. I repent, God. I repent for the ones that are doing prostitution, God. I repent, Abba, I repent. I repent, I repent.
0: Every father that's orphaned is girl, God. Oh, God. Send the spirit of Elijah. Turn the hearts of the fathers back to the children. The hearts of the children back to the fathers, God. We need it. A healing, Abba. We need a turnaround. We need a turnaround. We need a turnaround. We need a turnaround. Let it not be okay with us in this community. Let it not be okay.
1: Let it not be okay. Give us the rhythms of your heart. You are acquainted with the cries of the prisoners. Let it never be okay with us. Let us not ignore this, God. Let us not go
0: home tonight to our homes, to the comfort of our own beds, God, and forget. I pray you'd brand our souls with that which you hear in your ears every day. Have mercy. Do what only you can do work justice work justice on behalf of all the oppressed. Have mercy.
1: Have mercy.
0: Have mercy. We cry for mercy.